With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. You're coming now. Welcome once again to Wrestling Daft The Marks. While Rab and Grado are the raw of the Wrestling Daft podcast, we are the main event. It's Santos. But anyway, let's crack on. Hailing from Larbert, weighing 183 pounds now, I'm John, normally the producer of Wrestling Daft, the host of this show as we know. And with me, a man who's bigger than the G1 card itself, it's Big Alex. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of angry with New Japan, so you should probably not mention the G1 yet, as as they will be angry later on. Oh, we'll find out a bit more about that in turning Japanese. But we now, I've always wanted to say this. Always wanted to say this. Now we normally introduce this man as sports kidders Gary Casty, but we can't do this this week. The wrestling journalism world has went into complete shock when Gary last week said he was leaving. Kida in a statement on Twitter. So now let's welcome the hottest free agent in wrestling journalism. Maybe not anymore, but I wanted to say that anyway. It's Gary Cassidy. If you'd have said that between Thursday uh, evening and Friday afternoon, you'd have been correct. But I sadly wasn't there, <laughs> wasn't there for very long. But I um, very I'm enjoyable. Twisted. And just I, that's the annoying thing is that it's annoying when a, a journalist, I know that it made the news, but when a journalist is the news, uh, as was the case last week between myself and another name that um, obviously has been outed as being fraudulent. Um, so hopefully I can just get back to writing the news and, and writing it for Inside the Ropes, which I cannot wait to do. So absolutely brilliant. Right. So I just want to, like for all the listeners that don't know what's happened, Gary, I just want to kind of do a shoot interview here with you. I feel like it should be one of those old kind of early, late 90s uh, kind of wrestling interviews with Honky Tonk Man. I'm going to get a cigarette right now. I did warn you he was coming for your exclusives, Gary. This is number one. <laughs> number one. Yeah. So what the fuck happened? <laughs> So yeah, um, long time coming, that's what I'll say, about, for a, about the past eight months, um, myself and one other person who I don't mind naming because they've now named themselves, uh, called Tom Collihue, had been reporting for Sportskeeda, uh, both of these had been breaking exclusives, let's just say there was a little bit of disagreement over what the definition of an exclusive was and there was a big difference in terms of the track record of them landing uh i brought this to to the higher ups and they did investigate the investigation took a very very long time to the point where it seemed like it was almost not happening and i decided last week or i decided a wee bit before last week that i was definitely going to be leaving last week um, finally got around to it. It was just like the kind of thing where you're like, you know, obviously there's good things about being a journalist there. And I thank them for, you know, the fact that I got to write about wrestling because I've never done that before. Done it for three years there, interviewed a load of people. But it's always that thing where it's like, well, 
if I leave, I might not end up anywhere else, and then you know the access isn't going to be there for talking to wrestlers and stuff. But in all honesty, that kind of diminished anyway as the reputation of the website diminished because a lot of people had cottoned on to the fact of what this guy was doing. So I just decided, you know, if I don't go anywhere else, I don't care. I'd rather keep some form of integrity. You know, I blow all that integrity on the show every week anyway. But the wee bit I keep intact in between, <laughs> I'd rather keep that. So I was like, right, I'm going to leave. Um, put a statement online. Ridiculous response to it, which I didn't expect, which was brilliant. Yeah, it was um, incredible. Yeah, completely unexpected, but I had a fair few people reaching out. But as soon as I knew Inside the Ropes were uh, were interested, even before I knew the idea, I was like, well, I think I know where, my, <laughs> where I'm going to be ending up. I think I know where I'm planning on going next. Uh, met with Kenny on Friday, socially distancing in a, a wee pub. Um, and was sold on a few drinks, essentially. <laughs> no, um, it, it gave me this full idea for what they're doing. So for people that know Inside the Ropes, they'll know them for all their events. You know, they brought The Undertaker here, uh, although there was a wee bit of controversy around that, but they, they helped people meet The Undertaker. Had the events with Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, everybody, absolutely everybody in wrestling. They recently launched a magazine, which is brilliant. It's like a retro magazine, looks like Power Slam. And then he said to me, the new plan is that we're launching a website. Uh, we've got it all good to go. It's ready to go out on on Monday or Tuesday next week, but we want you to be the lead writer. We were going to ask you in a few a few weeks down the line, but obviously everything's fell into place. Might as well get you in now. And I was like, when do I start? So, <laughs> so I started yesterday, and the website is now live, and people can go and read some nice news there that is definitely not clickbaity whatsoever, and the quality is key, and everything's in a nice digestible 200 words as well, so no scrolling for ages to find the point of what you actually want to find it. Oh, that's, that's right. So, and what, just give out that website detail so we can all go and check out your fabulous journalism. Yep, so it is just itrwrestling.com. So inside the ropes initials, ITR. Everybody loves a wee an acronym on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no alliteration, but it's itrwrestling.com. Yeah, well, listen, from our point of view, though, are we still going to get some good interviews on this show and steal all your interviews? I, yeah? uh, definitely. News. The, the, the even better news is the interviews for most of the part might now be exclusive to this podcast with me only writing up a little bit for Inside the Ropes because I'm going to be hosting them on my channel which the odd one will go on their channel but obviously Kenny is interviewing top names every yeah, week yeah, yeah, um, but yeah we'll, we'll probably be having more interviews on here if anything oh so, there you the go news, hey. apart from this Alex. week do you know what the best news is? We're now no longer going to have to click through 17 different clickbait links about cricket before we get <laughs> Gary's content, which is what a lot. shit are you Why are you going online where you're getting cricket pop-ups? Sports Kida. It's an Indian Aye. sports website, John. It's mainly well, that, cricket. That's true. So that is. I think John's just outed himself. He doesn't actually do <laughs> your news stories here, Gary. I read everything Stop Gary me. writes. I read everything he writes. Absolutely. So, mate, that's great news. Really excited for you and what a brilliant opportunity. Um, Kenny was meant to be coming on uh, this week to do beer, Mark, and we we're going to promote the hell out of it. But he's going to come on next week because he can't make it. So, uh, we've got, got a guest mark on, uh, buddy, I'll put over this week. So we'll be doing it between the SmackDown between us. And um, before we get into the whole show, what's coming up? I think we've got to address initially the elephant in the room. Uh, if you haven't seen Raw from last night, oh, where do you start? Where do you start? Gentlemen, would anyone like to start on Retribution and the big reveal? I'll say one small thing. Yes. WWE checked the copyright claims on those masks. 
<laughs> well, this is <laughs> a lot of similarities there. Now, if you don't know what has happened, uh, I'm sure you have seen Retribution were revealed last <laughs> night on Raw, um, looking like a mixture of being a mixture of Slipknot, Mad Max, and the, the new names of former superstars Dominic Dijakovic, um, Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne are now T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack. I kind of like the names of them. Shut up! Apart from Slapjack. I know I'm going to take it. Then the Ben Alex. I like like T-Bone for for Madden. T-Bar. T-Bar. I do think it's it's ridiculous enough for what they've done. It suits what they've done because it's over the top and stupid. I don't agree with what they've done, but (laughs) Slapjack just, just makes me giggle, personally. Uh, I, I like Mace, and that's I about like as Mace. positive as I can be. I like Mace, but my most annoying thing about this, apart from the fact that it's terrible all around, but my most the, the, the thing that's really irking me about this is that we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago in this podcast. They attacked Keith Lee. We know that Keith Lee and Mia Yim are in a relationship because that's canon for NXT. They've already told us that story. They've even and, got a name. They've got a name. They're called Yimitless, which is more than I, five teams <laughs> on the Raw roster. And I don't think anyone on the planet who knows who Mia Yim is is going to look at the woman with the blue hair and not know it's Mia Yim. So I think they've completely dug themselves into a hole there because also Keith Lee is canon for NXT because they've mentioned he's a former NXT champion. So it's just, it's horrendous and I think they have properly dug themselves into a hole. And it's, oh, the it's mask's not even fit. Like I was, watching, I was watching the comments back and it looked like, like uh, Mia Yim kept having to like move it around her face. The face paint they have on everyone looks terrible, apart from Dio Madden, because I think Dio Madden looks like a predator now, and I love it. <laughs> I, like, I like the way Dio Madden looks, and I equally love and hate Dijakovic's look. Um, I think it's a complete rip-off of Bane, but I quite like the red paint under the mask, and I like that he's gone all in, shaved his head, and cuts a good promo. I mean, but... the, the, the retribution voice he's put on, I find, is quite like stereotypical... I'm a bad guy in a children's television show. Like, he should be playing the bad guy in the Power Rangers just now, not. <laughs> oh, man, I really hope there is a Power Rangers. Maybe, it's like I was saying, Tazawa's Ninja Army could, like, be the, the Power Rangers to Retribution. Um, there are hundreds of people who, I, I, I think they've fucked themselves here, haven't they? They've just, they've, they've, they've went, oh, let's do this, and then they're fucking down the road now, and they're like, they have no idea where the fuck they're going. It's the worry that I had yeah, from the start that. where I was yeah. like it's just you know typical and, and I think WWE does a, a lot good but we've got used to this now where the, the odd controversial thing like the big thing they, they bring out they normally start it without knowing where they're going to end it and I think they've definitely got to that point and I think it's, uh, it's unfolding in front of our eyes now where I really don't know where they're going next I actually kind of hope they just bring out John Cena to bury them all like he did with Nexus and then start <laughs> afresh with every single one of them Poor guys. I mean, really, like I, I feel for Dijakovic. You know, he was, you know, a really he's great in the ring. I mean, the one thing this probably adds to him is that little gimmicky bit that he needs for the. But because he was just kind of straight up big guy, you know. He had his flag, John. He had his flag and his eye point pointing to his eyes. Um, but you know, it's, at the Mia Yim one is they've not named the girls yet, though, have they? No, they've not named them yet, but I think that's probably a bad thing because Slapjack. 
<laughs> so, how, how much worse can it get? I can't not laugh every time someone says Snapchat. Oh, it's it's got to be a rib. It's got to be a, like Jeff Jarrett is writing backstage, isn't it? It's got to be like off the slap nuts thing or something like that. Uh, definitely has to be a rib. But I think the, the best it thing is slipknot to me, which is maybe like the NXT connection, you know, because the masks are almost a bit slipknotty. Slapjack would definitely fit into Slipknot. They've not got music yet. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll pay for some Slipknot. Sort of, nah, it's not going to happen. Does Corey already do the theme for NXT? So I mean, Corey Taylor, nah, Corey has too much taste for that, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, and he's a wrestling fan, so he probably seen this and going, "Fuck, I'm not putting my music to that." <laughs> um, there's, there's two positives for it though. One is I think that um, Slapjack, who's Shane Thorne, I think looks brilliant in the ring, even though he's wearing a mask. He was selling really well last night. And the only other positive is that if they've all got this name all these daft names then it means that they can scrap it and just give them their old names back when it fails so. well that that that's true i mean the thing is though the performers they've got in there the five performers they've got in there is richard are all brilliant in the ring i mean me i am always been a big fan of mercedes martinez has been really good in it. i mean I've, I've, I've no idea why they've rushed her up to the main roster because there was slight real things building for her down there dijakovic as i've said a big fan of apart from he's just like wrestler 2.0 um Dio Madden, I have to admit, I've not seen much of Dio Madden. Um, you guys might have a better picture on what he's like in the ring. Not, not seen really. much of him in the ring, no. I don't think he's actually been in the ring much because he transitioned into a commentator as soon as he signed for WWE pretty much and then went to, to pursue his in-ring career a bit more. But he's always looked like he's got potential and obviously he he's good. got the look. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's... I, I would be more uh, surprised if he turned out to be bad rather than surprised if he turned out to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, and then Shane Thorne as well. I mean, apparently backstage, I saw a report from WrestleVotes today that apparently there was a lot of laughter backstage. And one source believes their masks and names will make it impossible for the stable to get over. I, th- I think it's already impossible for them to get over with the way they've booked them from now on. They've been too ridiculous. There's not been any sense with it. The fact, the reasoning they've come out with is that it's, what is it, the stars are all wrestling for money which I thought was a little bit of a really piss-poor reasoning for the whole thing. And like the name retribution works for maybe Dio Madden. That's, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, annoyingly, I think the name would have worked for like Dijakovic being Dijakovic because he's not really had a fair chance and he could like break the fourth wall, blame creative. Same with me, I am probably. But yeah. it just doesn't work actually having that when they've got daft character names. And I still, I'm, I'm going to get time... I was very angry when I watched Raw this morning about it, but I think I'm going to get it time and hope that they, they pull it out the bag, but I think there's about a 2% chance of that happening. <laughs> jump, jump onto Gary's uh, Twitter, at Wrestling Gary, and just look at the thread that Gary's put up on this. It is <laughs> rather amusing. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about them and the and Putovers a bit later on the show. Uh, once again, we're getting on the Wrestling Daft Raft as well, however. We're heading back to Fantasy Booking Island. Last week, we were tasked with booking an ICW wrestler into NXT UK. We will have the results uh, to find out who had the best booking for that. And we've got another booking in from a listener. G1, Alex has already hinted, uh, he's quite angry with New Japan. Um, we're going to get into that on turning Japanese. And we've got another amazing message about turning Japanese. I'm going to read that out from one of our listeners uh, as well later on. Uh, but first, let's cut a promo. If we've not done one already, that is. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. So this week, 
give me the mic because I want to talk to you two about jazz music. Now, what the fuck is jazz music? It's all become very hipstery. We've got people like Kamazi Washington coming up. You know, you've got uh, lots of people thinking it's cool, it's hip. It is the worst thing in the entire world for me, jazz music. I'm a music lover. I like all sorts of music. You know, I'll put on a pop hit and say, that's a good song. You know, maybe a country and western number, yep. Classical music, metal music. I've got it all in my collection. But the one thing I don't have is jazz music because it is the musical equivalent of having a fucking wank. It really is. It's like people who can play jazz just are really, really good, you know, guitarists. Listen, I'm not taking back in the musicians because the musicians are fantastic at what they do, but they are just fucking taking the piss. It's not tuneful. It doesn't have hook. It doesn't have any chorus. It's just, look what I can do with this instrument. And it is just wank. Absolute wank. So Kamasi Washington, get yourself in the bin. Any fucking jazz music that comes up, how can people like this? And I know I'll probably get a lot of flack for it because there will be a lot of people who have a love of jazz. I don't, I, I don't think many wrestling daft listeners are going to be huge jazz be, fans. I don't want to stereotype, but I don't think it's going to be a huge crossover there. There might be some of our listeners out there who do enjoy a little bit of jazz of an evening. You know, like come and put on their Miles Davis album and sit back and watch Raw. Like you say, the crossover between wrestling fans and jazz Probably not good, so I'm probably in a good market. But does anyone have anything good to say about jazz at, the, at this point? I don't think jazz fans are going to be watching Raw anyway. I think they would have more refined taste than uh, in their wrestling. <laughs> but at the same time, they like improv, so you never know. <laughs> what, would, what, would, what would jazz, what wrestling brand would jazz NXT? Wouldn't it be NXT? No. NWA, it's more of the timeline. NWA. Ah, yeah, NWA. Ah, NWA is perfect. <laughs> NWA, perfect for jazz fans. Um, yeah, jazz is just fucking shite. Apart so from the all... jazz flute, which has got to be one of the best instruments of all time. But oh, sorry? The jazz flute is a fantastic instrument. And oh, shut up, Alex. Shut up. But it's the jazz. ultimate. As you said, it's the wank instrument, isn't it? I just love it when someone just has the full wank down on their jazz flute. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic moment. You've been watching too much Anchor Man. That's the only reason that you like the jazz flute. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, if you're the jazz musician out there, I apologise. But no, I don't really, because you're just having a fucking musical wax. So fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> So every week uh, we go through the big shows of the week. It seems ages, it, like since we've had a pay per view. It's only been about. Oh, there's one just round the corner. It's all right. It's only because we had two in quick succession. But Clash of Champions is this week, so. Oh God, it's a Sunday, isn't it? We'll talk you about. You mean cock? It's called cock. <laughs> we'll cock. We'll talk about cock later on in the show. Um, when we get to the end, we'll do our predictions. But first of all, let's separate the good and the bad from. The week in wrestling as we do our buddy and put overs as normal. And let's kick off with Mr. Alex and AEW. Before we get to the wrestling, right? John, if I said to you, Rochambeau, what comes to your head? Oh, Cartman kicking people in the balls. Gary, if I said to you, Rochambeau, what comes to your head? I would say the same thing. Exactly. So why is like so why is Ricky Stark's finisher not him kicking someone in the balls? <laughs> Like, I did have a look, and apparently Rochambeau is common in America for rock, paper, scissors. 
according to the camp rules I kick you in the nuts as hard as you can and then you can kick me in the nuts as hard as I can that's how it works so I like if, if I really wish that Ricky Starks' finisher had in some way him kicking someone in the balls but that's just a minor point so on to the wrestling so this week we had Tony Khan showing off that he does not indeed have as good taste in shorts as Kenny Omega and then we ha- even had Jake the Snake serenading everyone with a little bit of Pink Floyd in his promo which I was a big fan of what, what Pink Floyd song? he was doing Dark Side of the Moon oh really? That's, yeah, like during the, that's the, out the, there yeah it was like kind of quite, quite dark quite severe I enjoyed yeah, it I was, that, that, that is I mean you know obviously Dark Side of the Moon is one of the, most, the biggest albums of all time but I mean, you know, you think it would if you're doing Pink Floyd, it'd be you know one of the big hit, one of the big ones, Money or Another Brick in the Wall or something like that. Wish you were here. I mean, I've got the song on. I'd <laughs> uh, prefer it if uh, if Jake the Snake had just uh, brought out a saxophone and started playing some jazz music. Oh, Jake's <laughs> quite. No, Jake the Snake is not a jazz fan. <laughs> Wonder what wrestlers are jazz fans. That can be your that can be your you list of wrestlers and their favourite type of music. Do you know what? I bet you fucking CM Punk's a jazz fan. <laughs> you know, he's that kind of guy that would just do it just to be a wanker. You know, I know he's I know he's into his punk and stuff, CM Punk, obviously. But I bet he fucking secretly likes jazz as well, just to piss people off. Anyway, if you want to tell let us know what wrestlers are jazz fans, do that on our Twitter eh, or Facebook. Anyway, Alex, continue. All right, before I get to the actual berries and putovers, just one more, one more observation from the week. And yeah. that Miro has gotten so jacked that he is literally overshadowing Kip Sabian and Kip Sabian's own storyline, which is a little bit harsh. But the man is looking good. The actual putovers, because I was just struggling to decide what to put over this week because there was lots. So I've just kind of cheated and fitted in as much as I can. So technical putover one, Death Pentagon beatdown sponsored by the narration with Eddie Kingston, because I love that shtick. Uh, and we had like Phoenix and the Butcher hugging after he was given the lecture that they should be family after the beatdown. It was great little bits of character development. There was a good little bit when Eddie even told Blade to go and get your damn wife. So I'm hoping this means we get a little bit of, a, of an alley heel turn in the next couple of weeks. Because I'm sure she's married to Blade, even though she's kind of dating QT Marshall in some storyline. I've been getting confused with that. <laughs> I think it'll work. Yes, and one other thing, but Gary, am I correct in thinking that Eddie Kingston used to manage Santee's back in Impact? Yeah, they were in a faction, um, yeah, LAX, yeah. So I'm surprised that he's been going on about his family, but yet there's been absolutely no mention of the two people on the roster that he would probably be the most closely associated with, but I guess storylines and affiliations that uh, they're already taking. They probably took the calculated risk that I uh, probably named the watched Impact back then, so... Uh... I watched it only for the LAX versus LAX match. That was great. Uh, yeah, I think that's, LAX was the one thing that was even when I wasn't watching a lot of Impact at all. And I still remember seeing a lot of LAX stuff on social media. So I, they probably should acknowledge that a wee bit. Because I think, was it no? One of them was called Homicide. I remember Homicide that. and Hernandez. Yeah, yeah aye, 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 aye. That was it. Yeah, they had like a, a great street fight, but there was one board that came up in the middle of the ring during yep. the street fight, and it just the whole entire match was the ref trying to slot it back down before someone broke their back. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> right, so hurry number one. Excalibur's mic broke halfway through the show, and nobody bothered to fix it. It was as if this is like his punishment for whatever he did that they're not mentioning, and hopefully he's now served it, and they don't have any more sound problems moving forward. And my second Barry is also on the line of sound. 
why have they changed private parties music and why does it now just go shots 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 like I, I didn't even hear the music this week i think i was forwarding through so i've not heard the new song <laughs> it's it, yeah it's just it's it's like it sounds like it's pitbull just saying shots repetitively oh. When I quite liked the other one, when it was like, this is a private party, such and so on. So I was disappointed at that. And now on to my final pullover, and that is all of the beautiful backstage slash hardcore matches that Daily's Place has given us over this pandemic period of wrestling. It's been truly phenomenal, back from like the stadium stampede, even that initial kind of backstage brawl we had between, um, I think was it the Sex Gods versus Hangman and Omega, and all the way on to this beautiful, beautiful street fight that we had in the main event that I believe Big Dave has given a five-star match. I mean, nothing was safe. Car bonnets were taken out. There was power bombs through windshields. And to end the match, there was that huge crunchy through the bit of plyboard on top of the truck. It was beautiful. I really think that's how WWE should do Raw Underground. That would make total sense to me. Just make it like a hardcore, crazy division out the back. But it hit all the boxes. I mean, we even got like Orange Cassidy coming out of a boot. And then we got Sue in her new van flipping the bird to close the show. So that was obviously also match of the night. Another just completely on the money street fight from AEW. No complaints on that front. Yeah, and obviously that's match of the night. For that's you. obviously match of the yeah. night. Yeah, I kind of feel bad because Hangman versus Kazarian was really good, and it has it's continuing that kind of storytelling with Omega and Hangman because Omega was on commentary the entire time. So yeah, I, I kind of had that written down, and then I had to just score it out. I'm not. I've not seen Dynamite this week. How's the MJF Jericho thing progressing? Because I think that's going to be really interesting. Not really with much. It seems MGF's kind of more going back towards Moxley's. There was much more references to Dictator John. And with Jericho and Hager going into the tag division, it seems less relevant. There was a bit of a spot when Jericho and Hager seemed like they injured Matt Hardy backstage, which seems really stupid considering that Matt Hardy said he was injured last week. So there was no point writing him off on an injury angle this week. But Yeah. Right, um, I'll move on to NXT then. Um, again, it's just kind of it's kind of just pouring all at the moment. I feel like NXT. I haven't said anything positive about NXT for a good number of weeks now. I, mean, I feel like it's really stagnant. Just feels I, yeah, but they announced a new takeover, so hopefully they'll start gearing towards that. But I can tell you, and I think it's, we'll be getting to it in the news. But obviously, a lot of things were changed last week because there's been positive COVID tests uh, among the NXT team. So maybe that's why. Yeah. A story I read on InsideTheRopes.com this very afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just, it just feels a bit ploddy at the moment. But let's, let's start off with, with the putovers. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, that match with Eo is a, was a star-making match for her. There was a couple of bits that were a little bit loose, but, I mean, some of the, the submission stuff she did, you know, she looked like, she belonged in that ring with Eo, which, you know, Eo being one of the best out there is a hard thing to deliver. And she was great. She was absolutely great. Total star-making performance. And uh, Stu Bennett on commentary put her across like a million bucks. So absolutely burst, put over, Shotzi Blackheart. And let's move over to um, some buddies. <sighs> right. Jake Atlas. I, I know I've, I, I keep, I feel bad. I feel really, really bad especially when earlier on I was talking about Dijakovic and what have you. He's just fucking shite. 
it, I mean, he <laughs> might just be, he's just coming over. He's got the best music on the roster. Oh, it's horrible. And a great finisher. It's that, he's got his finishers unbelievable. It's probably one of the best in the business, but just this white meat baby face thing that he's got going on, it just doesn't work in this day and age. I to use the term white meat baby face in 2020 without sending a little bit racist. Oh. Ah, yeah. I think on. it's fine either. Yeah. The, 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 the opposing side would be, I guess, red meat. Yeah. So I, get, I, I think you'd... I think you're Does that just mean you're an undercooked baby face? Will a white <laughs> meat be an overcooked baby face? <laughs> well, maybe. But no, he's, he is. He's that kind of... I think there's just there's no character there's just nothing there and they've just like given him a mic and just story. said on, yeah on you go kid he needs something he needs something there I mean if the, he is good, again a good in the ring but do something with him because put him in a mask and put him up to the main roster <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it um, also going to have to buddy um, the fact that we're, we seem to have a feud over a television on uh, NXT after last week at the Gorganos when uh, Tegan Knox went round for dinner and then uh, we had the poison pixie throw uh, something at her and she ducked and it hit the television we now seem to be uh, in a fight over a television on a fucking wrestling show so that's where we have it um, though I have to say the TV that Gargano's getting into the place sounds fucking badass 100 inch Plasma sounds pretty body good to me. Does, doesn't it matter because they're all going to be watching it side on anyway, so who <laughs> <I> cares? <laughs> yep, um, and finally put over, I just, again, I'm, I'm putting over wrestlers this week, but Kashida's return, you know, I put this over last week, I'm putting it over again, just the aggression that he's showing, um, you know, came down and pretty much battered Austin Theory as well. Um, I just think, He's hopefully going to get the push he deserves. So I did put him over last week. I'm putting him over again this week. And can I just obviously give uh, Brizango mention of the week? The fashion police are back, which is excellent news. Um, but it was weird because they came out to the kind of fashion police theme and then went back with the kind of amalgamation of the Brizango theme thing. So I don't know quite what's going on there. But let's just hope it means we're going to get some fashion police skits backstage. And that would all be a good thing. And of course, match of the night has to be Shotzi versus EO, which was a very, very good opener. Gary, we've not got a mark. You've seen SmackDown. In fact, I did see SmackDown this week. I think it's I might have seen SmackDown. aggressive there, didn't it? Gary, you, you're, you're, <laughs> you're going to have seen the first thing that I put over, I hope. Uh, that package with Roman Reigns, the, the Paul Heyman um, and the history of the Anoa'i family package was absolutely brilliant that's i keep saying it about wwe's production levels you know whatever the content's like whatever the the actual writing's like man they know how to do production and it's just like making these short films that one was absolutely brilliant and the promo that uh, that roman reigns cut as well because they done the thing where paul Heyman didn't even need to say a word they just walked out put the mic up and then reigns asked him for the mic Heyman hands him the mic and just his facial expressions tell the full story is just brilliant at, you know, at putting people over, I think, even though he's obviously coupled with them rather than actually being against them. Uh, but I just think them as a partnership, probably the most watchable thing in WWE for me right now yeah. is Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, which is something you never thought you'd ever say. <laughs> I think I, they're purposely making everything else really, really bad so that all we talk about is Roman. <laughs> so this is their secret plan to get Roman over and just make everything else worse. Uh, 
I'm struggling to think of something bad that happened because everything was quite good. I seen a lot of reports that Vince McMahon didn't like Cesaro v Grand Metalik, but I thought it was okay. And I don't have a mark for Grand Metalik, but there was nothing particularly bad. I guess the main thing would be is seeing um, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin in the same ring again. <laughs> because I've said for so long that I don't need to see them in the same ring again, but wasn't it particularly bad? They work well together the same with Reigns and Sheamus. They, but by all means, it was an alright match. It's, it's really hard to pick apart SmackDown now because it's a two-hour show that's enjoyable from start to finish. So, annoyingly, I, I don't think I can even... I don't oh, think I can bloody hell. What do you make about the progression of the Sasha and Bailey stuff? Oh, I mean, I, can't, I, I wouldn't throw any flags on what they specifically done last week. I, I kind of feel like it's been a little bit I don't want to say disappointing, a wee bit anticlimactic, but I think that might be because I wanted the big moment with the crowd. Um, but I think it was okay last week. I kind of, even though they'd announced Sasha Banks being there, I'm glad they'd done it the right way and had her backstage with, you know, the neck brace on. And, and then the Bailey attack was good. Sasha Banks' promo was incredible. Uh, she was absolutely brilliant. But I, I guess I'm, I'm not particularly feeling what they're doing with the story, but everything they're doing, they're knocking at the park. So I can't really, can't complain about it. Yeah, there you go, bloody hell. That's a first. No buddies uh, at all. We're just podding on then. Let us, what, uh, was there a match of the night for you, Gary? I, uh, I had uh, one final put over was just the pacing of SmackDown because I think that's the thing that's making it really enjoyable. None of it's, even when they put on long matches, none of it's too bad. Um, so I really enjoyed it. But um, no. match of the I, night. Yeah, sorry, mate. Go on, you know. Oh, no. Um, there wasn't even, that's the weird thing, there wasn't any brilliant matches on the card. <laughs> I've even got the results here and I'm looking through and I'm going, there was nothing that blew me away. Like, I liked the Nicky Cross-Lacey Evans match for what it was. I didn't mind Grand Metal Cesaro, although I think, you know, high expectations probably play a part and no loving it. But everything was okay. Like, match-wise, nothing was brilliant, but they're just getting everything else right, so the matches don't need to be brilliant. Um, style Sami Zayn was good, I guess, but that's... I think that's the thing. Like a wrestling show doesn't have to have the best matches in the world. It just needs to have a like a bit of continuity to it and just have a good flow, really, doesn't it? It's aye. It was just a just really enjoyable show, and I guess maybe I'm just like I prefer storylines and stuff rather than matches. But I'm just a good show with the absolutely outstanding matches on it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> why do you think they're getting SmackDown so right and Raw so wrong? Is it just the star power they have on SmackDown at the moment, or is it? You know, what's going on? Maybe Pritchard's had time to implement his vision in SmackDown and set it up with the writers he trusts and everything like that. Well, he's yeah. just been dropped into Raw that's Heyman set up, so he might not like particular things, particular writers, particular, <clears throat> I don't know, way they generate ideas. I've no idea. Yeah, yeah that was the, the one thing, and, and this was a couple of weeks ago that I was told this about, you know, obviously for a long time, and I didn't hear it yesterday because I didn't reach out because... Um, I didn't have a website to write for because it wasn't live yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't hear it in yesterday specifically, but I remember a few weeks ago we mentioned about how Raw, it seems to just be changing up until the last minute every single week. SmackDown, you never hear anything like that at all. Like it's, It just seems to be running, not like clockwork, but it just seems to be running like a show would. Uh, and the one thing that I was told about SmackDown is that the person that is... And it wasn't even Bruce Pritchard that was mentioned. It was the person that is like the lead writer um, for SmackDown, which I'll not mention the name because I don't know how public knowledge it is. But apparently they just kind of get on with it. They, they lead, they 
like delegate tasks to people and the show just happens uh, whereas it was on Raw the side of that there's two people that are kind of in charge um, one of whom we've actually seen on TV recently but again I'll not mention the names uh, but there's two people in charge and they apparently aren't really keen on taking the Take, taking the, the power to actually be the leader. Um, but then when I put that out, I put out the quote in the story that um, that Paul Heyman was missed and people thought my source was Paul Heyman. So, <laughs> so that was a fun story. People are saying, that ah, it's Paul Heyman feeding the dirt sheet saying news again. <laughs> so, it's like, sweet, you know you've made it as a wrestling journalist if one of your sources is Paulie. I, sadly, he's no, but, um, but I'll pretend exclusive. he is because it sounds better for me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exclusive. <laughs> Paul Heyman is not one of Gary's sources. Not the show. <laughs> and that's the name of the podcast this week. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, let's move on to Raw then, Gary. I'm sure you'll have, you won't be using your buddy on that, will you? <laughs> Can I have no put-overs and <laughs> three buddies? No, um, Again, the things on Raw that I liked, annoyingly, is the things that are kind of quietly plodding along and nothing that stands out. I love the presentation of Drew McIntyre, and they're still doing that brilliantly. Like, they're still, you know, he walks to the ring, he's got the pyro and everything, and he's selling, like, I hate broken jaw storylines because I think it's really hard to sell a broken jaw when you're on TV talking and wrestling. Um, But Drew McIntyre's doing as good a job at it as you could think. They still done, a lot of people won't like it, they still done the non-finish yesterday, but they kind of done it so that Randy Orton was the person that, you know, stole the finish phase. Uh, but I just like what they're doing with Drew McIntyre. I think he's doing a good job. And I actually think that storyline's being built quite well between him and Orton. Um, so again, I just something that's plodding along, but I'm, I'm kind of strapped for putovers. So, so yeah, well, <laughs> well, 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 okay, that's fine. That's like, well, let's just move straight on to the buddies and you can use your two, mate. We've already mentioned um, Retribution. So I think we've said all we need to say on them, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention them as a berry. Uh, but I can add to it that I just got a wee uh, notification on Twitter for somebody commenting on one of my tweets I put up of Retribution, calling, um, I was going to call him Teabag, that's a better name, calling, <laughs> T-bar, uh, <laughs> calling T-Bar Tom Hardley. So, uh, <laughs> so I quite like that one. But I, um, Retribution need to be there. Uh, and as for... Um, a second biddy, I guess, would just be the pacing of the show. <laughs> that's what we mentioned earlier about SmackDown, but that's I watched Raw this morning, didn't I stay up for it, because I'm on six in the morning starts and the, the non-wrestling job, um, and ended up, I was sitting watching it, and I felt like I'd watched three hours of it already, and I clicked the BT Sport app thing where you can see what's left, and there was still about seven segments left. So I think the pacing is definitely off. And again, it's just a three-hour thing, isn't it? If you're not bringing me fresh storylines in three hours or fresh matches, I'm going to get bored. Uh, and that's what happened. But again, one, I'll say one we have put over. Raw Underground was all right this week. Uh, Arturo Ruaz put on a brilliant match with Dolph Ziggler. So, aye. Was that with not maybe fighting Braun Strowman this week? It did. It was about three minutes long and all right. That's all right. They were both on the KO show as well. Uh, but uh, it's all right. And uh, yet again, I can't believe you've not buried it, but we're getting set up for another Andrade and... Um, oh, that, that was Garza. meant to be my buries. I forgot about that. Aye, that's nonsense. That's Andrade Garza versus Street Profits this week at Clash of the Champions. Yeah. You get three teams and you choose the one that we've seen to death, but that is, again, WWE style. But I meant to mention, you, you mentioned the other Dabakato, uh, Braun Strowman match. Do you know what they called it? No. Battle of the Behemoths. No. 
Have they not used that tagline for, for before for Lesnar? Probably, aye. Big Show versus Lesnar, and for Big Show versus anyone over five foot six. Does it alliterate? Yes, then they have definitely aye. used it before. Um, that's it for your buddies and putovers this week. Um, oh, Joe, you, you got a match tonight? For Raw? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> probably that one I mentioned with Ruaz and um, Ziggler. That was quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. underground. So there you go then. Um, get your buddies and putovers for Rab and Gradle for this week's show. You can do that on our Twitter at Wrestling Daft um, and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Get us there. <laughs> Once again, it's time to return to the land of the rising sun and grab those Hello Kitty headphones that you put at the back of the cupboard as we once again turn Japanese with Alex, who isn't happy about New Japan, but we'll get to that in a minute. But first of all, it's your weekly quiz where I give you a wrestling catchphrase in Japanese and you've got to tell me what it is. We've had no success in this at all. It's been a terrible feature, but we're going to keep on going with it. Right, much like Raw Underground. Okay, uh, let's... Um, Let's go for this one then. You ready? Anata no Inori o Iti. Anata no Vitamin o Tabi Nasai. Anata no Inori o Iti. Anata no Vitamin o Tabi Nasai. It's got to be to be the man, you've got to beat the man. <laughs> Three times you've tried that, Gary. Kind oh. of failed. <laughs> right, well, Gary. It's, it's definitely something that's got the same start. As oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm just trying to rack my brain, and under pressure, it's failing miserably. Please tell me it's something like, woo woo woo, you know it, if it's that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get it, it's got like, a double, apart from I think last week you done one that had the, you know, it's true, it's damn true, but it's yeah. obviously the same start. Oh! Eh! No, it's not, it's not long enough. I was going to say, what are you going to do? Or what are you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? But Hulkamania won't have a Japanese word. <laughs> so it's definitely not. Alex, go on. I don't have one. I don't have one. I'm terrible at this. I hate this segment. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> you may be the Japanese expert as well. This mean yeah. I can speak the bloody language. <laughs> That's very true. Um, say your prayers and eat oh. your vitamins. Oh. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So there you go. That that, that probably. By the way, I just put this into Google Translate. That's probably nothing like as meant to be. So if you are a Japanese listener, we know there is a small percentage in Japan that do listen to this show. Please get in touch. Well, the three thousand three thousandth biggest podcast in Japan or biggest wrestling podcast <laughs> in Japan. If you've got the figures there, absolutely. I'll find out that in a minute. And um, before we get into the G one and what's happening, why Alex is making them. Um, He's so angry. I'm going to make you happy, Alex, because we got some nice feedback on turning Japanese, as we always do, because the feature, for some reason, is really popular. I don't know why. Um, but let's proceed. I do know why, Alex. I was going to say, wait a minute, your colleague there. That's a, that's a wee bit harsh. <laughs> we do know why, because so, you're, you're so good at it. But hold on a minute. Here we go from Neil Gow. He says, I've been missing my marks fix for a few weeks, so it's great to hear that the Japanese wrestling section hasn't been future endeavoured yet. I hadn't realised that the G1 was so soon, so it was good hype build for that too. Alex deserves a wee buddy, however, for criminally underselling my man Shingo as just a solid mid-carder. 
he hasn't been quite as dominant since he joined the main division, but he destroyed the junior heavyweights in the best of super juniors. And much like Ishii, you can feel the sting of every chop and forearm that he throws, really adding the ooyah factor to his matches. They also have the added bonus of hearing Kevin Kelly almost burst his lungs by shouting, Pumping Bomber! <laughs> when he <immediately laughs> decapitated... It's more, Pumping Bomber! Yeah, when he nearly decapitated someone with his signature running clothesline. It would be great to see him near the top of the scoreboard this year, but if he loses to Jay White in the first match, then I will actually riot. Can't stand that wee prick. Oh, and you talking about merch reminding me that I brought my first wrestling t-shirt in years the other week. Drew's Talk Less Claymore for me and Keith Lee's Limitless Legion, one for my daughter. Buying that one summed up Lee's NXT title run perfectly. He hadn't beaten Adam Cole when I placed the order and had already lost the belt by the time it turned up. Uh, so oh. there you go. Neil Gow, um, a wee bit of a buddy. What say you about Shingo Alex? Well, first of all, he's going to riot because Shingo might have lost to Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I kind of glossed over Shingo a little bit. I feel bad. He did. He was a pretty big standout in the light heavyweight division. And I was running out of time. I'm sorry. I can't give everyone their proper dues, unfortunately. There you go. Well, let's give the, the juice to the G1. Why are you so angry about it? Well, I was going to say, you gave me a nice segue talking about the Japanese language because similar to what they had over the past couple of months is they still haven't put up any G1, any days of the G1 with English commentary yet. So I've done my research. Kevin Kelly is doing recording. They're doing English commentary for it, but they're doing it retroactively. And he's apparently supplied the first couple of days, so they should be up in the near future. They might be up already. So a slightly drunken Alex may have been watching this on Saturday evening and may not have been as enthralled as he normally would have been. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I'll forgive them. If we get Rocky back, I'll be very happy. And I doubt they'll do a cast with Gino, since I'm pretty sure he's in the States. And I'm pretty sure everyone hates Gino anyway. So, but just getting Rocky and Kevin back would be would be beautiful. I think they're sounding like they're going to be doing it live for the last three days. So I'm not sure if maybe they're shipping the commentary team out there and they're under quarantine or whatnot. But it's a shame. But it just means we're going to be slightly behind. And... Well, we've had the first couple of days. It was some fantastic wrestling. I can't obviously comment on any of the commentary, but I'll give you a quick rundown of what happened. So first match of the tournament, we had Will Ospreay return to a huge pop from the Japanese audience. So they've probably not really heard about the speaking out movement. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that didn't translate over to Japan then. But he's, he's bulked up. They were like billing him like an extra. He was billed considerably heavier than he was before, and it doesn't look to be slowing him down a little bit. So... Maybe the Osprey push could still be on. I'm not I sure. Think, was he not? I think before this, was he not wrestling at? Oh, I can't remember what weight class it was, but he was wrestling a more stronger style rather than a high yeah. fly style. But I can't remember how long ago that was. But it was immediately before lockdown. Or before. He's, yeah, he's been, kind of been. He's been slowly transitioning up to the main heavyweight division for the Aye. last year or two because he won the Never Open Weight Championship against Abushi at like Wrestle Kingdom ten. And I think everyone was expecting him to get a bit of a push into the heavyweight division. But then there was a lot of injuries in the light heavyweight division, so they put him back down and put the belt on him, especially when Takahashi went out injured and stuff like that. So I think that stalled their original plans for him, I think. Um, Jeff Cobb, who's one of the few that John knows, turned up with a lovely new goatee, but it wasn't enough for him to take a win over Taichi. We had a beautiful slap fest between Minoru Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii, with big old Suzuki coming out on top. Obviously, poor 
apologies to Neil, but unfortunately Shingo did get bested by our man Jay White. Oh, and the main event of day one was Kota Ibushi going over at Kizuchika Okada in a rematch from the finals of last year. So that was interesting to see Okada's kind of been booked quite weekly this year, which is, which is strange for New Japan. Very strange. Um, as, of, as of night two, my big old man, Juice Robertson, Juice Robinson has ditched all his nice flamboyant gear and is now going for black and white, which I don't know if I'm happy or sad about. Um, and he took the win over Yoshihashi. Um, Sonata also got a bit of a new look, but then ended up being taped to one of the young lines by Toriano for a count-out loss. This is this is how Toriano operates, John. Every every week, Toriano will get a win from some really stupid, nefarious ways. It's fantastic. He's great. I love him. Um, I do have to bury Kenta because he has now cut his lockdown hair, so he's left Team Lockdown hair, and I'm not particularly happy about that. But <laughs> he did get his win, so maybe that was maybe that was part of it. I'm starting to look like someone, the, the, the hairstyle of someone from the Jackson 5 at the moment because my hair is quite, slightly turned into Carlito. Um, <laughs> I might just keep going that way. You've got a couple of months to go before you get anywhere near Carlito, I'm afraid, mate. Yeah. You may be one of the other conlons, but they're just when they've all got shaved heads, do they not? Yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of the favourite going into this, to a certain degree. Evil lost his first match to Zack Sabre Jr. Which Ooh, was that's a shock. Days. And finally, we had Tetsuya Naito, our IWGP dual champion, up against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And they pretty much almost broke the time limit and had Naito coming in for the win at about 27 minutes, I believe. Because they still have the ring announcements in English, but they don't have any commentary in English. They'd be saying, like, there's five minutes left, but that's, that's all you could hear in English. So. Do you think that's only because the earlier rounds, that, that's why there's the bit of yeah. delay? And then well, the, the, for the English commentary, sorry, you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping so. I'm, I think they might get a little bit of backlash from um, us non-Japanese speaking regular viewers about the delay. So I'm hoping they can speed it up a little bit. I'm not sure if they'd potentially get Kent and Kelly to start doing live commentary and, sh- and sending it over, similar to what they do with like Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix. Sorry, yeah. with Mauro Ronello, God rest his soul, and uh, Beth Phoenix. But same time, it's COVID times. We can't really be too pissed off at anyone for not being able to do international production right now. Absolutely. And what can we look forward to in the G1 this week? I haven't actually looked at the fixtures for this week, John. I'm not going to lie. You've just made me look like a right idiot. Excellent. But that was go achieved then. Uh, thank you, as ever, for turning Japanese, Alex. We'll see what happens in the G1 next week. Till next time, sayonara. The Wrestling News with Gary Casting, formerly of Sports Kida, now of Inside the Ropes. It's nice to have a new title, isn't it? Aye, ah, it's nice. It's, um, apart from the fact that it's more words, that's the only downfall, but it's a better name anyway, so I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> you can see ITR now, it's fine. We're all about abbreviations on this pod. <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, Chief, is it Chief Wrestling Reporter? Is that your official No, name? I just went for lead writer. Um, oh, we're, I, we're, could be like head of writing or like... Nah, we, we, we were kind of trying to figure it out, but I was like, I hate when people use like senior journalist and senior reporter. Just not my bag. I'm only 30, I'm no senior. Um, so I was like... Because you could have been head of creative, does that work? No, because then that's suggesting that you're being very creative with all of your news headlines, doesn't it? So I yeah. would have went for the big cheese. I think <laughs> yeah. that, that I might ask if I can change it. Is it too late to change my contract? No, I went for lead writer just because I 
you know, I don't really like the word journalist anyway. I prefer the word writer uh, because pff, I like writing rather than actually doing the journalism part of it. So I lead writer sounded good. Ah, that, that sounds good. But it's a good title anyway. The lead writing lead writer of Inside the Ropes now gives us the news. Yeah. So um, how many weeks have we gone without mentioning COVID? Sadly, mm. uh, sadly, I'm <laughs> not going to be gone much longer without mentioning no. it. But um, good week for it, because that's all that's in the news here as well. So we're not enough on the um, good at segueing into uh, <laughs> wrestling news for real news. But I obviously know the first time this has happened, but uh, a fair few people have apparently tested positive for COVID in WWE. This time it seems to be, as far as we know, and um, this has came from John Alba, who is a guy that I always mention as being completely legit proper Florida sports journalist rather than a wrestling journalist um, and Sean Ross Sapp corroborated it as well um, but it seems to be restricted to NXT um, however both of them put out the same like a corroborating story but both of them had more information um, and different channels than each other so one of them says that um, it was apparently a coach who accidentally spread it and the other one says that several talents have tested positive. And between the two of them, this goes back two weeks. So last week's NXT was apparently changed up and apparently creative also has influenced. So the people writing the show apparently have been affected. But last week's show apparently was significantly changed. And then it seems like this week's at least will be as well and maybe more after that. The positive tests go back a couple of weeks, apparently and go as far as this weekend, as, as close to us as this weekend. So quite a long stretch. If you think even the fact that that's one or two a week, that's still quite a, quite a strong uh, number of cases. No, num- no uh, actual numbers been put on the cases, but there's been a few kind of reasons put out there for it. Um, so we've mentioned before about WWE's, you know, their, their mandatory mask procedure, where if you're not wrestling in the ring, you wear a mask. A wee bit more has come out on that. John Alba said that apparently the mask wearing, a lot of people have been relaxing on that. And that while they need to wear it outside the ring, they don't need to wear it in the gym area for a start. And apparently people had been not wearing masks in a certain area where people congregate in groups as well. So obviously that's the kind of thing that, you know, it's probably quite hard to police anyway with that amount of people in the building. Also, I don't know about the building because this isn't in the performance centre. Apparently, they've not quite moved back in there yet. So it's in another building that WWE's got that's close to that area. Don't know anything about the, the building, but it's not looking good. Um, and Sean Ross Sapp had said many positive tests and his one it was apparently um, that talents had been tested. So both of them are people that I always say it. They're both legitimate journalists. So you would have to assume for that that a coach, at least one coach, and several talents have, have been testing positive. And the thing that's came for it is apparently a lot of classes have been cancelled. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of they're training classes that they do for the trainees that end up being NXT superstars. So I wouldn't keep an eye out, but not looking good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to think who's been off telly the last couple of weeks. But again, I don't know when the tapings for that were done. So I, well, I'm sure we'll find out over the next couple of weeks when people go and start appearing in the ring. Santos Escobar, Santos Escobar wasn't on the last two, I don't think. Maybe he's on holiday. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he went to Mexico and <laughs> came back with him. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, we'll find out over the next couple of weeks. Um, and we talked about them earlier on, the big match for uh, Clash of Champions, Street Poppers versus Andrade 
and Garza, but we got there via the match with Nakamura and Cesaro, and basically WWE have copped up here. Almost feels like those matches should have been switched in all honesty, so that the yeah. champions actually clashed and we just get another yeah. repeat on Raw, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I... This is an interesting one. I've mentioned it before. Paul Davis at Wrestling News. Um, I'm still not sure on the guy's track record. I'm no one to judge it either way. I can't say he's legit. I can't say he's no legit. But it's always worth taking these things and then kind of looking further in, making up your own mind. I've not seen much else on it. So, but again, I don't want to say too much on that. But it's always worth noting the rumour regardless, just in case anybody else reports on it. Paul Davis saying that um, Aline... That was supposed to uh, that was not supposed to air on Raw did, um, and I I didn't actually catch if this was in the broadcast. I don't I remember did, it. I did. It was in it. I I don't remember it. But... I heard it and it immediately stood out and I went, that probably isn't right. No, that is because. Uh, so it is one that would immediately catch you out. I must have either been not paying attention or would have uh, been watching on mute. But <laughs> so apparently. Michael Cole said, or the, the amended line was from Michael Cole, so I'm not sure if the actual line that was said was from Michael Cole, but the amended line was. <laughs> it was Nakamura. It was Nakamura who basically, did, did off the back, said, if they want smoke, they will get cancer. Nakamura said it. Yeah, and apparently it was uh, changed that it was meant to be mm-hmm. um, that they're going to get some here tonight. Or that uh, yeah, they're gonna get some here tonight instead of they will get cancer. Now Nakamura, I don't want to say anything about the language barrier because the guy can speak quite good English. Yeah. That has to be a line that he's been fed though. Uh, that doesn't seem like something that somebody would go into business for themselves and say. Yeah. And again, I completely missed the line. But any mention of cancer is a bit, especially you know, when they're on the Connor's cure thing stuff. I, when it's like. Aye, because I was going to say it's slightly different if somebody says, oh, like, you're a cancer to this industry or something like that. It's still a really strong statement, but linking it to smoke <laughs> is the, the big downfall as well. And it just, yeah. I, I, need, I need to go back and see if I can find it because I genuinely missed the line. Oh, um, I heard it. I heard uh, it. And I went, there could be a whole history of Nakamura being like Japan's main symbol for stopping smoking, and this could be. <laughs> but I, I heard it and I thought that's really a bit out of character for him it, it really stood out to me I was like that's not really what Nakamura does it. I was like for one it was Nakamura basically talking English and, and cutting a bit of a promo but I thought that's a bit strange but yeah no it was it was a strange one but I mean for, for getting to somebody for getting to switch out the promos Jesus Christ uh, but again you wouldn't be surprised at that because there's been a, a fair few botches over the, the past while uh, and of course there was one that actually happened the other day where um, I headed the NXT UK review and thankfully Andy Shepard took it uh, took it in jest and, and tweeted about it anyway but WWE UK put up uh, him cutting a promo to the camera about NXT UK's return and then they puts the phone down but doesn't stop recording goes was that casual enough I was that okay uh, and they left in the WWE UK promo that went up on Twitter. <laughs> so right. it got deleted afterwards. But, I, but I, these things happen, I guess. But maybe know with the word cancer in them too regularly. Yep, yep. Uh, and finally, let's talk about Tessa Blanchard. We've not heard from her in a wee while. Yeah. So um, 
kind of thought some news was going to come up regarding her because she was on Warrior Wrestling Show, which I think I mentioned one of these shows a, wee, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the open-air shows in Chicago that are in a football arena where yeah. the ring is in the middle and they socially distance. They look incredible. So she was in action on that for the first time in a, a long time. Um, I think her last match was one of her championship defences for Impact, which would have been six months ago, seven months ago. Uh, so a long time ago, we know she's been in Mexico. Um, this was obviously not in Mexico, so, so she's able to get to the US, if nothing else. She dropped her championship uh, that she's held for quite a while to Kylie Ray, another Impact talent, which is kind of interesting because she's challenging for the, for the Impact uh, Women's or Knockout Championship on Bound for Glory. But Blanchard, as we know, is a free agent, has been since June 25th when she was um, unceremoniously stripped of her title by Impact. Uh, and a lot of a lot of uh, rumours that she might be going to either WWE or AEW. Dave Meltzer, I think he's still our favourite uh, wrestling journalist. I can never remember. I think he's fallen down the peck. Sean Ross Sapp is our favourite wrestling journalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean Ross Sapp's up there. And, uh, and, Dave's and number two. Alex McCarthy. Oh, no, Alex probably, uh, he's number probably number two. So our third favourite wrestling journalist, uh, Dave Meltzer. He reported that apparently, in terms of our signing, uh, or sorry, our sacking from Impact, that apparently she decided not to re-sign because she thought she could get a better contract elsewhere. Interesting one here because, yeah, when the statement came out months ago, no one really said anything. But at the same time, I know that Impact are in a better place financially now, but that's a probably an accurate statement because, you know, a lot of people do have a lot more money to offer, obviously WWE and AEW being the main ones. Uh, but Meltzer said uh, regarding our, uh, our leaving and potentially going elsewhere, just on Twitter said nothing official. She left Impact because she believes she can get a better offer elsewhere. That seems to leave two options unless Ring of Honor is really aggressive about strengthening that division. So but again, it's a cross situation again, isn't it? They've realised that they've kind of outgrown the Impact pool, which is a bit of a shame to put it, and realised that financially they now have two competitors out there instead of just WWE that you can even just play off against each other to a certain degree. I mean, if Randall Keith can do it, why can't you? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one though because obviously she's been out of contract for a fair while and I mean, obviously something could happen at any minute but something hasn't happened yet. So it's a bit of a, bit of a tricky one. We obviously know all about our problems but I guess we just need to wait and see where she ends up. Annoyingly, I think she'd actually have been brilliant at Impact right now because everything else is going well for them and they could have maybe used a Tessa Blanchard. But, ah, well, we'll wait and see where she lands. But interesting to note there's a wee bit of difference of opinion as to whether she left or, or was forced out of Impact. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, that's it. Thank you very much for the news. Yeah, I mean, you got... didn't put in the most important wrestling news of Sorry, the week. Sorry, Alex. Was what? it Sidney Nadeeb signing with AEW by any chance? Well, that was one of that them. That was also a decent news. I thought last we had Sidney Nadeeb. Remember Jericho said last we had that. Oh, I suppose I. Sorry, what is it then, Alex? That Dave Batista slagged off The Rock's acting skills. Oh, That's I, right, he did. He did. And then he slagged that off this week as well. Jeez, I thought that was a couple of weeks ago now. That I... was a couple of weeks. Get on it, Alex. <laughs> Jesus. I only read that today. Okay, I'm sorry. I just thought that was hilarious. 
It's called news for a reason. It's new. <laughs> I'm not a journalist. I'm the only one on this podcast without a journalism degree. Thank you very much. So, I I, sorry, I've actually got a journalism degree. Gary doesn't have a journalism degree. I, I technically do. It's a major in journalism through media and communication, but it's not an actual journalism degree. I'm calling it. I'm, I'm giving him it for the John. I'm giving him it. <laughs> All right. Okay. No worries. It's a technicality. <laughs> Give us your money, give us your money, give us your money. Sign up to Patreon now, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You'll get more content from this show, from Rab and Grado, from us. Uh, you can get up on there now, three tiers with varying degrees and levels of content. You can get an ad-free version of all episodes there on tier one. You can get early episode access. You can get bonus content right now. You can see it up there, MVP's message to wrestling daft. And trust me, you really want to see how drunk, drunk Grado is in that uh, video with MVP. You can see that right up there right now. You'll see an outtake from last week's show as well, where Grado did uh, pretend he was in the fire brigade and did a call with Rab. Um, you'll get the full video version of this podcast. You'll get to vote on what you want to see featuring the list of wrestling daft. And, and, and you get to vote on Fantasy Booking Island. All that's just in tier one, which is only about three quid a month. Get involved with that. Uh, tier two, IC champion. That's where it's at. About seven odd quid a month. Everything you get in tier one, you get in this tier as well. Video version of the flagship show with Rab and Grado, and you want to see them. And you get, basically get to see Rab drink whiskey, Grado float about the kitchen making snacks while we do the podcast. It's brilliant dynamite stuff. I'm not surpri- I'm surprised it's not had millions of hits on YouTube as a result of that. Uh, you'll get invites to our patron-only pay-per-view parties, um, and you'll get a bonus episode once a month. Um, we're going to do one, and we speak to Rab and Grado about doing one uh, with them this week. But you'll also get, we're going to do the Dafty Awards. I think we're going to try and do that next week. Alex is in charge of that particular podcast, so he will tell us what's happening with that. Uh, tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, $20 a month, about 15 quid, everything in the previous tiers. Plus, free wrestling Dafty shirt, minimum of three months, you have to be signed up for that. And you get the chance to do a run-in or come on this show as a mark, whatever you fancy, you can get involved with the show. It would be great to have you on board. So get involved now, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Get on the roster now. Ah, hear the lapping of the waves. Is that a coconut falling off a coconut tree? No, Gary bought a Vuvuzela, the annoying bastard. Oh, did he? Yeah, fuck <laughs> off with your Vuvuzela, Gary. This is meant to be fancy booking island. It's not some. Got to play some jazz music on it, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could, it, could there be anything worse than Vuvuzela jazz? Is there such a thing? I don't know. But welcome once again to Fancy Booking Island. We're all on the island, and it's now up to you guys to to make the booking and also vote on it. But before we crack on with this week's booking, let's return to last week when we were asked to book ICW star up to NXT UK. Gary, what did who did you book and what happened? Leighton Buzzled in a pirate ship match, winning the Cruiserweight Championship and taking it to NXT UK. Alex? Um, Andy Wilde. Kieran Kelly and Leighton Buzzard being the Franz Ferdinand that instigated an NXT UK civil war. 
Yeah, and that's Franz Ferdinand to set off Second World War, not the band featuring Alex Kapranos. Oh, I mean, it's, it's as if the band were named after said Austrian duke. Just, just pointing that out. And mine's was uh, Davy Blaze going all psycho on us after being rehabilitated and then turning. And the winner, and it was a bit of a... Well, I'll, I'll build it up first. In third place, with a pathetic amount of votes, about 18%, it was me. Oh, the mighty have fallen this week. In, yeah, two in a row. I was going for three in a row. Poor, poor show for me this week, and it's going to be poorer this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, in second place, it was with 28% of the vote. Gary, which means Alex takes the crown on Fancy Booking Island this week. Well done, Alex. Um, oh, it feels good. It feels good. And we've been asked by our listener, Chris, to book this this week. Um, he says, Magic Wand, COVID is gone, crowds are back. How do you book the first episode raw and or SmackDown? Feel free to use this on Fantasy Island. And that was our task for this week. Alex, as the winner from last week, yet to pick who goes first. Oh, do you know what? I'll just, I'll take one for the team and I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. I'll be Excellent. a good man this week. Well done. Well done. So, I mean, I've just booked a casual episode of Raw. So, um, yeah, let's, let's break it down. Right, okay. So, Three minutes, start now. So Oxford University are going to discover a virus, a vaccine for coronavirus. So it means we can have gatherings again. And Yay. part of this, the United States is going to buy up thousands of them. So for Vince McMahon's first role with people back at MSG, he's going to be giving out free COVID vaccines like it's nobody's business to help him. <laughs> so our first match of the night, or sorry, our opening, opening segment of the night, we're going to hear some new music. Whose is it? It's Keith Lee and he's got some amazing new music. And he comes out to the ring. And because he's Keith Lee, he issues an open challenge. And who comes out to meet his open challenge? But the king of all pops, Mr. John Cena. He runs down, they have a great match. He puts Keith Lee over clean. And just to end the segment on a lovely high, Randy Orton sneaks in and gives them both a wee RKO. Just to put, and he puts the wee fingers up to John Cena just to poke that bear, because we all know how those two like to get on. So we see a promo package from last week and the Hurt Business essentially shutting down Raw Underground because for some reason I'm obsessed with the concept of the Hurt Business and Raw Underground. So to put Raw Underground to bed, we're going to have the Hurt Business versus the Shane McMahon's Mean Street Underground Posse, which is going to consist of himself, <laughs> Babacado, Dolph Ziggler, just so he can throw around and bump, and Alistair Black. Only Alistair Black so he can betray Shane, so Shane can lose the match, and then it can all just break down into absolute shenanigans around them of everyone just doing everything. In the middle of all this, there's some random ass guy who's dressed up in a golden conquistador mask who comes in, gives, um, gives Bobby Lashley the angle slam and then runs away with his US title belt and everyone's like, what the hell is going on? So we'll move on to our next match, our next match to close off the second hour. So we're gonna have the Street Profits defending their championships against Rollins and Murphy in a ladder match. We're going to have the Prophets coming out with more cups than UNICEF would ever allow because that would just destroy the planet. And then we're going to have Rollins coming out to the almighty booze that he's getting used to. During the match, Murphy's going to turn on Rollins. Dominic Mysterio is going to interfere. We're going to get jumps off a ladder, taking out Rollins. And the Street Prophets will be in the crowd celebrating at the end. And they're housed up on two guys' shoulders, both wearing golden luchador masks. And then they both fall backwards through two tables that are very conveniently set up. And then they both run away with the Street Profits Championships and everyone's thinking, what the hell's going on here? So for your main event, we're gonna have Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton for the number one contendership match. Drew's gonna come out on commentary. 
So during the match, Randy's going to be a dick to the hard cams, just calling out John Cena. So John Cena gets involved halfway through and it turns into the usual kerfuffle, which of course ends with Drew running in and hitting that first sweet-ass Claymore on Randall Keith Orton. And so there's going to be a good camera shot of Drew as he's just on his knee with that big smirk on his face. As another man in a golden luchador mask is going to come up from behind him and hit him with the last shot. It's Adam Cole! And so basically all four of the UE are going to come into the ring with the stolen title belts, take off their masks, unmask, and yeah, that's going to be it. Two minutes, 56. Well done, Alex. Why well, I had to stop. It was meant to be the Golden Prophecy, the second coming. Oh, that's good. That is good. The Golden Prophecy. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that then. Um, who do you want to go next? Oh, it's got to be you, John, because I think you... It's, you were the king, and so let's let's up Gary. <laughs> right, you save Gary to last because it certainly won't be the best. To la- that I won't have the best. Right, here we go. Three minutes start now. I've got nothing. I'll be honest with you. I've got absolutely nothing. So here we go. I'm just pulled up the SmackDown roster right now, and this is what we're going to do with it. The show is going to kick off with Big E in the ring. But here come his pals, Kofi and um, Xavier. He doesn't know it's a big surprise. They come down to the ring. And then the inevitable happens. As he's celebrating, they're all having their popcorn. Xavier and Kofi turn on Biggie. And they are now the bad day. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's not what they're going to be called. But anyway, they beat down Biggie. They're really regretful that Biggie's had you know, this big push while they've been away. And they're quite jealous about it, especially since Kofi didn't feel he got the respect he deserves, but Big E has. So the New Day breakup is the first thing that happens on the SmackDown. Um, Jeff Hardy is still IC champion at this point, um, but here comes the returning Daniel Bryan for a match with Jeff Hardy. Um, Boom, there we go. We've got Roman and Heyman in the ring next, uh, cutting a promo with Jay by their side, who happens to be a cohort by this point. They've kind of had clash of champions, they've kind of made up. Uh, but Jay's letting the side down at this point, so Roman beats Jay down. And then, who do we hear? It's music hit. It's The Rock! And Rock comes down to save one of his cousins, uh, Jay, and beats down on Roman, which sets up the Mania match that we all want. And it's a really short SmackDown because that's as far as I'm getting. So basically what I'm saying is in my SmackDown is Daniel Bryan returns, the New Day split, and The Rock gets set up with Reigns for Mania. There we go. Boom. <laughs> well done. And all in two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I had nowhere to go. I had no space to run in. So, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I don't know why, but I legitimately hope you win this week. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Gary, your turn next. Right, so I went for um, essentially in a fantasy land, we get the crowd back in, and WWE announced that before we get the next draft, we will have one massive show, and that massive show is going to be Cyber Tuesday. We're not getting that wrong, we're just going for Cyber Tuesday, and then the draft is on the um, Friday night on Smackdown so on Cyber Tuesday it's assen- essentially going to be the reset button being hit every title is going to be defended um, and they're going to have the fans choose who is going to win those championships Raw and Smackdown titles one mega show and essentially what happens is we get a few wee things happening in between so John Cena comes out to open the show 
thanks everybody for coming back. Says that, you know, WWE's always his home. The thing they always does and says that he'll be back soon. Just there as a novelty because he's John Cena. Uh, but first up, we're getting the Raw Tag Team Championships getting defended. And it's everything is obviously open challenge style where the crowd decide on who's going to be the competitors. So Rey Mysterio and Dominic come out. Title change, we get Rey Mysterio and Dominic as the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, I'm not going to go through all the titles because I've only got three minutes. Uh, so essentially we get every title being defended and you get the fans kind of deciding who's going to be there. But we get also some debuts. So making his way to either Raw or SmackDown when the draft comes will be Pete Dunne. And then we also get grizzled young veterans, Gallus and several other people to bolster up the roster. But the main thing that happens, of course, we had John Cena appearing just for no reason. We also get The Rock coming out and he says, I will be competing at WrestleMania. You guys decide who I'm competing against. But obviously we all know it's going to be Roman Reigns anyway. And for the main event, what we get is the fans deciding on, or obviously two main events, Drew McIntyre's opponent. And also we get the fans deciding on Roman Reigns' opponent for the two championships because all of them are being defended. So, Drew McIntyre's opponent is bad news, Barrett. And we get the match that should have been <laughs> because he's back in the company. We he get one to the well. And I'm going back to I'm going back to where I lost before to lose again. But we get the, the first ever British WWE champion against the man who should have been the first ever WWE champion. Of course, Drew wins, but good match and at least gives Barrett the send-off that he should have got for the ring. And then the second match, of course, is Roman Reigns defending against anyone. And who's it going to be? Big E. And of course, we get the title change to pop all the fans on the first match back in. And then after that, you've got your champion set and we get the draft the next SmackDown. And that's as far as I got because I wasn't going to run through every title change. <laughs> so, and because I didn't think of it beforehand anyway. Good, man. Good. Certainly better than me. You're just so upset that he said The Rock, weren't you? I just saw your little face break. You're like, at least I still had The Rock. But damn it, Gary's got The Rock, dude. I know, Gary's got it's The Rock. It's all right, we can congratulate Alex anyway. I, think he's I know, buddy. That's your three choices for the fantasy booking for next. We will get it up on our Patreon. You can vote on it, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And if you want to get a booking in for us, please tweet us um, at wrestling daft on Twitter so we can get your booking for next week. Until next time. We're leaving the island on the wrestling daft draft and we're going back home to put our sunblock on. That doesn't make any sense. Why didn't you put your sunblock on before you went to the island? <laughs> I meant her after sun. I meant her after sun. So that's it for this week's show. Remember to rate, review and subscribe on Apple. We really, really appreciate those five-star reviews. Thanks very much. That would be great. Just like pretend your Dave Meltzer hit five stars and everything. Um, that would be brilliant. Get on there right now uh, and rate us, please. Uh, twice a week, we obviously go. You know that by now. Rab and Grado back on Friday um, and we are on a Tuesday. Um, they've got on the list of wrestling daft, inspired by... Retribution's names, the worst names in wrestling. Can you think of some of the worst names in wrestling? Because that's what Rabbit Grade are going to be talking about. Anything popping up into your head here, boys? Oh, there's so many, and now you put it out, I'm just kind of blanking a little bit. Um... I wrote an article on this last year. I <laughs> did, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was actually it was about wrestlers that had bad names before they were in WWE, and of course, it had. Um, terrorizing and a load of others yeah. it had uh, Cesaro I think used to be Curryman uh, in Ring of Honor 
Um, yeah, he's either Curry Man or Claudio Castagnoli, which is like his real name. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli or something, but that shortage G's got to be up there. That's oh, really God. bad as well. Um, it's nicknames at the moment for me that I just keep getting really upset with more than the actual wrestlers' names. But I just find they're being really bland and unadventurous for the last wee while. Yeah, yeah, I know. So we'll be talking about that. I'm sure you've got plenty that you want to get in for that one so we'll be talking that with Rab and Gradle and uh, let's just run through quickly Clash of Champions it's, it does seem like it's been a while since our, uh, paper, there's been a pay-per-view but here we go let's run through Clash of Champions quickly get your verdicts on these matches uh, start off the Smackdown Tag Team Championships it should have really been like you said Alex Street Profits versus Cesaro and Nakamura but we've got Cesaro and Nakamura versus Lucha House Party I mean do they just keep it on? I think it's one of those ones that it's kind of six and a half a dozen, really, isn't it? Maybe with the Sami Zayn um, influence, probably stick with Nakamura and Cesaro. I think we'll stick with them. I think they teased which house party splitting up, so they might actually do that at the pay per view because they love splitting up tag teams. Oh, they're loving that at the moment. Uh, Royal Women's Championship, Oscar versus Selena Vega. Ah, kills only one under. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Vega puts in a good performance though and this actually establishes her as a single star considering that in the next match you're about to talk about for the Raw Tag Team Championships there's going to be a breakup of Andrade and Angel Garza really isn't there well there you go uh, next match then we'll move on to that one the Raw Tag Team Champions Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza they're not going to spark two teams in the one night surely oh they could why not I mean they've done it all over the shop true 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 so Street Profits retain Nah, you all just cancel the match. I don't need to see it again anyway. That's, yeah, but we'll see just that high. Uh, US Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Paul Cruz. Retaining. Lashley's got to retain. It's yeah. too They've got to give the credit to the heart business. You've got to Aye. hold on. Yeah, especially it. after they got beaten down by Retribution. They need to come. They, they seem to be flip-flopping hurt business a little bit too much for my liking. I think they can be strong as hell, and I have no confidence in how they've been booked. It'll probably be a non-finish, it'll probably be Retribution and Interfere. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, Women's Tag Championship, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defend against the Riot Squad. I hope we get a title change here and I hope they split Nia and Shayna and have a wee tiny rivalry with them for Asuka's next challenger. I think that's the way yeah. to go there. Live as one of the longest standing female tag teams they have on the roster, or at least with an association, would be a good, good pick for the tag team champions. Yep, uh, Women's Championship, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Bailey, but I think we're going to get that thing where um, Alexa Bliss, whenever they say The Fiend, she seems to get all demonic and possessed and attack. So I think Bailey might say that and make her either turn on Nikki Cross and it means that she'll pick up the win or she'll do it and then it'll be a disqualification anyway because she'll, she'll do it to Bailey. So I think Alexa Bliss is going to be the key here. Yeah. yeah I like I'll... that storyline. If they do do that, Good. If they don't do that, I'm now going to be really disappointed. No, that's a great bad booking there, Gary. I used that for my fantasy book in Ireland. <laughs> IC Championship, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles and Sami Zayn ladder match. This is going to steal the show, I think. I think so, and I really hope Sami Zayn wins. I hope so. I think I think Sami Zayn's got to probably... Retain, John. He's got to retain. No, he's got to retain. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really hope Sami Zayn wins as well. I think that's definitely... Uh, and uh, last two Universal Championships Rain versus Jay we all know what way that's going 
that's it's going to be I don't think it, I, I, it shouldn't be a dominant win by any means I think they should let them put on a good match but I think they should properly solidify of high range as a heel I think Jay will come really close to, to beating them and then that range will just snap and he'll batter him down with a chair or something like that. I think What's that's... Jimmy's current situation? I think he's still injured. I think it was what? a pretty bad. Uh, it was like a knee injury. Oh, saying that, I think it was the start of the year now. Uh, so it might be. You never know. I mean, they, could, they could have Jimmy run down to cost Jay and then turn heels, but then they can break up the Usos. That would be a third tag team they could break up in one night. <laughs> it should be like, you know, that gif of Vince whenever he sees Tris Stratus? That is the face they'd be making of that. <laughs> um, and finally, Drew versus Randy, the rubber match, really. Um, we have, I think Randy's going to win this one, and especially if we're looking down that card and the only other title that might swap is the women's tag, this is the big one. This is the one with a question mark on it, isn't it? I think, I think Randy might win. I would say the same, but we seem to say that every I know, time this comes up. <laughs> let's, let's keep saying it, and then it means Drew still wins. So the more we say Drew's going to lose, the more he keeps winning. So I'm 100% okay with saying he's going to lose. Yeah, I no, would I, rather. I think the story is right as well, because Drew losing in an ambulance match, I think I'd be completely fine with. Because it means that he's still not been pinned. He's already got a broken jaw. You know, easiest way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then, re, then regain, and then... Match at WrestleMania with crowd next year. No, yeah, okay for that. I don't. Do you think they'll do Drew versus Randy? Because I think Randy will do Edge. Edge. Ah, that's what I think. Or Keith, they might even take the title for Orton if they want to go that way because they've got the history now. But uh, that's true. That's true. Anyway, um, it's not a pay per view. I'm exceptionally going to go out my way to watch. Uh, certainly, we won't. We're not doing a Patreon pay per view party this week for this one because uh, I don't think anyone would be arsed. Anyway, but um, yeah, uh, we'll catch up on it next week. Um, boys, thanks as ever to uh, the Weeds writer from Inside the Ropes. I like saying that to you, you Gary. <laughs> Gary Cassidy, and where can we get you, Gary? Cheers, yep. You'll find my work on uh, itrwrestling.com, but I'll be sharing it all on Twitter anyway. So, Wrestling Gary, and you can just see me um, being a shameless self promoter like DDP anyway. Absolutely. That, you know, you're the best promoter in the business at that stuff, Gary. <laughs> uh, Alex, do we bother even mentioning your Twitter? That's it. It's, it's let's check point. Alex's last Twitter update. Let's just see what he's put on Twitter recently. I, I hope it's disqualified, John. If, 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 if yeah, you want, I wouldn't be surprised. If, like, if, 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 you, if you want to get Alex on Twitter, you can do that at Thirsty Baboon. Um, and we'll just see what he's put up there recently. Mesh my man, Twitter feed. Meshman, raccoon owner, partial to the... Oh, you're one of these people who's put a blinking wanky thing. Meshman... <laughs> jazz lover. <laughs> Mesh I'm going to fucking put jazz lover on it now. I'm going to immediately go into my Twitter. Meshman, raccoon owner, partial to the colour burgundy at wrestling there. Oh, he's no. Burgundy, so he is. Yeah, he goes there. He goes, he's put up a peti- petition. This is my new calling in life. What was that petition about? That was Keith Lee, changes music. Right, okay, that was the last thing that uh, Alex tweeted. So, yeah, he's got 58 followers. Jump on board, follow Alex. That would be nice. Thanks very much. Get him up to 60 by next week. There we go. Yeah, let's go for 60. Let's go for 60. (laughs) Do you want me to start posting stuff? Because we're going back to lockdown. I think we should all just start Twitch. I think you should be doing one updates, Alex. It can only grow from that. You know, you should be doing your total correspondence on the Japanese wrestling on your Twitter feed. Come on. Get Alex to 60 at Thirsty Baboon. The campaign starts now. Right, okay. Uh, thank two you. more followers. Two, two more. Two more. Um, get Alex to 60. Um, thanks very much for listening to Wrestling Da. Thank you, boys. 
Until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier.